0: Would you bring me my masks on Thursday, please? Fuck. Well, I did come in one of them already. Bring me that one, I'll wear that. (laughs) I I bet you would. I like the smell of cum. Welcome back to your Football Fantasy.
1: Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Nuts, Big Whiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. Oh, I'm being told that Bullfrog chose to stroke his dog's loins tonight. Again? Wolfpack will have to do. Sorry, we don't like it either. I wonder which dog.
0: There you go, that's our adjustment. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Your Football Fantasy. I know it's only been a week since we've spoken to you last, but we are coming up on the NFL Draft in just, well, by the time this airs, it'll be, what, four days away? Thursday. Very exciting. We have at least one more tier, well, just the one more tier of rookie running backs and wide receivers we wanted to hit you with before the draft, hence the extra show here to get us at least back on some kind of a normal schedule so we'll hit you with those today I'll let you know who to look for in the draft outside of the tier five to be honest with you they're all going to be busts anyway you don't need to know anything about them but uh, let's let's not let's not jump the shark here we have just a touch of news
1: this week in football
0: kareem hunt has signed that tender in Cleveland, so he is official. He will be a Cleveland Brown this year. Nobody came after him after they gave him that. What was it, a second-round tender? Um, that's a that's another shame. I know we talked about this a little bit before, but any change of heart on the Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt situation in Cleveland?
1: Disappointed. It's a disaster. You're gonna be a part of.
2: I oh, don't. I think it's pretty good one-two tandem, but.
0: One-two tandems don't win you fantasy championships. That's true. God damn it. I think I, I looked at this earlier today. I think Kareem Hunt is right now going in the fifth round, right around running back 28 in ADP. Are you guys fucking with the goal line back and receiving back in Cleveland in the fifth round? No. no. How about Chubby in the first? No. He's going right around a tail end first, beginning a second in a lot of these drafts right now. But yeah, I don't want oh, to want a piece of either of them. How about Trey Burton released from the Chicago Bears? That leaves uh, Adam Shaheen all by himself there, backing up Jimmy Graham. Think you <laughs> he's going to get a shot? Or who's that other guy? Who's that other tight end that popped up on onto the scene at the end of last season?
1: Some some fucking known. Housler? Remember.
0: was it? Rob Housler? So, yeah,
1: it sounds correct,
0: dude. Sounds like a wonder to me. They're just saving money on this Trey Burton thing, but uh, do you have you come around on Jimmy Graham? Like, are we? Are we? No. <laughs> no Jimmy Graham owners on this show today. No,
2: Jimmy was done three four years ago.
0: That is that is right. now well, three years ago we had a nice touchdown touchdown number in Seattle, but. He'll be chasing that. For he's he's probably got another contract after this, where so he's chasing that and getting paid for it. Good for him, but not good for anybody else. You know, did get paid. CMC, highest running back in the history of the NFL. Four-year deal, sixty-four million dollars. In a in an age where running backs don't get paid, you love it for this kid who, who has done fucking everything to earn that. He's earned that money.
2: Yeah, it was only a four-year deal, so I mean he could possibly get another contract not as big
0: but yeah he'll get another contract it won't be anything like that, um, I, like the fact that I like the fact that some uh, uh, that someone came up and paid a, a, the best running back in the league in his prime I think that's kind of cool you pay the guy because he's what percentage of your offense at this right I mean you can it, it's tough to disrespect him eventually he would have had the opportunity to leave the team otherwise smart move you don't want him going anywhere um I was I I'm preparing I'm I'm guest hosting on a show another show tomorrow and we're talking about handcuff backs and you know I'm I'm looking at all these guys and there's nobody below CMC but I'm considering suggesting whoever the backup is because is it wrong of me to think that he's going to get hurt at some point 98% of the snaps every year every game taking um, all those blows three-four? What's that, Wiz?
1: Is he 24?
0: Maybe, maybe younger than that. I don't know. Right around there.
1: I guess my point though is, is that typically that's the, that's the prime. That's when he's going to be healthiest. So, no, I think right now I'm betting on him being healthy. I'm taking the chances to be number one.
0: Yep. Here's an injury concern. Leonard Fournette. He's only in the news because he's he's begging his team, the Jaguars, to go pick up Cam Newton, quarterback for that squad. Oh, <laughs> the- Move two. If you are uh, mustache Minshew, how do you, like? Does that rub you the wrong way a little bit? The team finally says, "Here we're confident in you. We're trading away your backup. You got the team, and now your are running back is rallying for your replacement." Yeah, a
1: little bit, right? It probably pews you off. These guys are professional athletes. Yeah, they 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 want the, the opportunity. They want it to play. Um, but in reality, do you blame them? The answer is no. camden's better than Gardner Minshew. You like that move, then? Cam Newton is fantasy relevant, and I want him to go somewhere. That's what I would tell you.
0: I mean, it's, I would... been, it, it's been two years. I know he's had a couple of shoulder surgeries. Maybe there was injury, but it's been two years since he's done anything worthy of the NFL field. You still think he's got it?
1: Oh, That's an interesting statement. I think he. I, I think he's fantasy. I mean, well, go go the other way on this, Jameis Winston. I think he's a worst quarterback and he's, he was
0: tremendously fantasy relevant last year. Absolutely. Who would you rather have right now if you had a sign in the For my fantasy team or on an NFL roster? Either. Oh, sheesh. I'd take probably, I'd probably take Jameis. If I had to pick between the two, I'm picking a backup though. Neither one of those guys needs to have a starting role right now. I think in the NFL, which one gets signed first. Anybody want to, anybody want to make a bet on that one? Hmm. No, nope. think Jameis gets signed first. I bet Cam does. That's a bet.
1: It's a bet. Yay!
0: Yay! Uh, lastly, Matt Breida signed a one-year tender in San Francisco. We had hoped he'd leave with Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon coming back, Raheem Mostert still there, Jeff Wilson. is
1: McKinnon coming back?
0: Matt Breida just signed his tender. He's staying.
1: No, is, and, is McKinnon coming back?
0: Yes, they restructured his deal and re-signed him. He's staying. There are now legitimately five running backs on this team. Four of them – four of them have been starters on this team in the past two years. What – what the fuck? Like – How soon does
2: McKinnon
1: get hurt? He won't get hurt. Um, McKinnon's not playing.
0: Oh. No? Yeah. He's going to he's gonna be the shit. Him and Mostert <laughs> are going to share the carries 50-50 and we're going to win our dynasty league. No? Did we get the I wrong? I would be very happy. Did we get the wrong two pieces on that offense? Yes, we did. I think the obvious advice is just don't touch anything there. Stay the far away from the 49ers' backfield as possible, yeah? Yeah, you never know who's going to be the top well, dog. Mostert's,
1: the best, Mostert's the, best, the best running back there. How, I can't believe they'd actually consider playing anywhere else at this point. I can't. I don't know why they
0: brought breeder back. Is Mostert the best running back there? Yes. I mean, I hope, I hope so for our team's purposes.
1: Ooh, are you kidding me? Did you
0: see him play? Yeah, he looked good. He looked real good. C.J. Anderson, who started two-thirds of the way through the season, looked like a fucking stud, too. So maybe that had something to do with Mostert's success, is all I'm saying. Fresh legs. Maybe
1: McKinnon will be super fresh, then.
0: So two years removed. He is as fresh as they come, baby. All right, let's have a stat of the week.
1: Big whiz on his stat of the week. Right, I have two of them for you. So this, this depends on a scoring system, to the best of my knowledge, where interceptions are, are, are have an impact on quarterbacks. And the quarterbacks throwing a touchdown and rushing touchdowns are both worth six points, okay? Okay. Since 2000, Aaron Rodgers has finished as quarterback number one four times. There is one other quarterback who has finished more than twice. Who is it?
0: That would be our boy Russell Wilson. Nope. Dak Prescott.
1: Ugh, take a shot.
0: Matt Ryan is who it is. Cam Newton.
1: Newton only in 2013, buddy. Sorry, 2015 for Cam. Aaron Rodgers has done it four times. One other quarterback has done it more than twice.
0: We haven't named that person yet. No, you have not. Pepper. Nice job, Wolfpack. Oh. You're talking about, like, 2000 and 2001 and 2002?
1: 2000, 2003,
0: 2004. Jesus. That's, wow. too, far. That's too long ago. That's 20 years ago. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about Dante Culpepper.
1: I like that one. It was good. It, it, it wrecked
0: your brain a little bit. It did. Thank you. <clears throat> it was rough. Hit us with your next one. You said you got two. Um, this wide receiver
1: scored 20 points in 2019 three times. He also sk- scored 10 or fewer points six times and still finishes wide receiver number 11. Who am I?
0: Amari Cooper. You—that
1: That is correct. Nice job on that one, buddy. Yeah, Amari Cooper's trash.
0: Trash. Did okay. That's what I'll tell you. No, I did a great fucking job. That's the first time. You got your ass kicked. Nobody cares about Dante Culpepper, dude. I love Dante Culpepper.
1: (laughs) My first championship was through Dante Culpepper.
0: That that was your first championship? Well, you had just started. You Mm -hmm. were a fantasy baby, I guess. You guys ready for uh, rookies? Yeah, I'm so excited. Start Start. it. Here's a drop for the rookies.
1: Mm, How about another batch of pubescent prospects?
0: I mean, the drops are getting worse and worse as we go, but I, I, I spend all day homeschooling a first grader and a kindergartner. It's, it's difficult to transition into adult things. I have a hard time believing that. It's all day, dude, all fucking day. I'm a champion. Haven't you read mm-hmm. my homeschool your kids article? It's great. All right, I'm going to hit you with tier five running backs there is at least one guy on this list that will absolutely be drafted and even probably drafted relatively high. The rest of these guys will be fighting for roster spots somewhere in the league. Probably as undrafted guys, but I'm going to talk about them anyway, because I did a lot of research and I don't want to waste that time. First up, Senior out of senior out of TCU. It's Darius Anderson. If you watch the Combine, he went as Jet Anderson at the Combine. People thought he wasn't there because no Darius showed up. But it's the same guy. 5'11, 208 pounds last season at TCU. Split the backfield. Only had 950 yards, only six touchdowns. Not really terribly exciting production year there at TCU. Um, he's an extraordinarily scrappy player. Uh, at 5'11", not terribly big, but he fought for every fucking yard he could get on every play, which made watching the tape kind of fun on this guy. Real fast, really good burst. It didn't take doesn't take him long to get to his top speed. Um, so he is a home run threat at, on every play over there at TCU. Does that translate into the NFL? I don't know. We'll see. He was very much a stretch play kind of back. Um, He's not running between the tackles. They don't do like the zone scheme running. It's it's the old school stretch play, uh, off tackle, uh, and it got him to the edge more often than not when he had the ball in TCU. If he's not running a simple play like that, a predestined stretch hole, had a hard time uh, anticipating where holes would open up, had a hard time setting up blocks in the middle, even setting up blocks downfield. So if it wasn't there, he wasn't helping to create anything. Not nearly as elusive as he probably should be at the second level for his speed. He's really a straight line runner once he gets going, although he's fast as shit. So if he's got a straight line, watch out. Pretty good contact balance, which means he can run through those arm tackles pretty well. He's not going to break a lot of tackles in the NFL at 208 pounds, Um, especially because when he does run through the middle or he tries to hit that line, he's very straight up, kind of runs a little bit too tall. If I when I comp this guy, I comped him to uh, a Tevin Coleman, maybe. But the, the one I liked better was CJ Spiller. A lot of speed, not a lot of power. He's he's got juice on the edge, but uh, that's that's about it. How do you like that comp there, Wiz?
1: I think CJ I mean, Spiller was relevant for a while. I, I would take him. I mean, he's not. This guy is a. he's directed somewhere, and you could probably you could find you could, you could find this guy somewhere and, and, and get probably value out of him at some point, just not very high.
0: Jets yeah, going to be. He may be drafted, sixth round, seventh round. He might be an undrafted free agent. The only way he's going to really make a roster um, is he he can return kicks. I mean, he can be a special teams guy, so he might have an opportunity there. And yes, he can be explosive with the ball. So, you know, it is what it is. All right, this next guy here, um, this is Keyshawn Vaughn, senior out of Vanderbilt. Now, I put me putting this guy in tier five pisses people off. I know that because for some reason. (laughs) The fantasy world loves this guy. You know how the fantasy pros collect all expert rankings and they do that ECR expert consensus rank. He's the running back seven out of all the rookies in the expert consensus rank. I don't fucking see it. Um, I've gotten into arguments with guys on other, uh, other shows on some videos about this guy. People love him, but there's nothing in the tape little in the production that gives me any clue as to why people like him so much. Five ten. 10, per- 14 pounds, so a little bit undersized, 1300 yards last year in Vanderbilt, 10 touchdowns. Um, I will say that when he, when he runs the ball, he runs like a bigger back. He, his style is a bigger back style, but he's not a bigger back, right? So he's tough to tackle. He's got a really strong leg drive. Um, I don't think in the NFL he'll be able to run like a big back because, again, 5'10", 214, that's not a big back. At Vanderbilt, maybe you can get away with that against some slower defenses, smaller defenses, but that's not going to happen there. He's not creative. He's a one-cut runner, and then he's going to go. You get in his way, you're going to. You're at least going to hit him, whether you take him down maybe. He lacks burst, lacks speed. He's not a very, very fast, very quick guy at his size. He can catch the ball fine, um, but once he catches the ball, again, he's not creative at all. You know, he's going to make one cut and just start running. So, so maybe he's kind of tough. Maybe he's kind of strong. Maybe he kind of guts out some yards now and then, but there's nothing exciting at all about this guy. He can pass block. Okay. Which is interesting. Uh, not the best pass blocker in the class, but there are very few that can do it at all. So maybe that's what people like. I just don't know. My comps for him are Jamal Williams and Robert Turbin. These are two backups in the league that, we're never and will never be more than backups. And Keyshawn Vaughn to me is that. He's a backup. Uh, I don't think he's going he's gonna to lose a lot of yards on a lot of carries, but he's not exciting at all. How many
1: ringbacks have you ranked now? So Keyshawn Vaughn is, what, 20 for you?
0: Right around there. 24?
1: Um, yeah, I think the problem that I have here is you ranked Lamecho, M- Michael Pirine above this guy. Michael who, Pirine looks awesome. He's gonna be garbage. I bet you right now, Keyshawn Vaughn has a better career than Michael Pirine. Ryan. I'll, um, I'll take that bet. It's a bet for the comments. A bet. You're Keyshawn Vaughn. Six I mean, years like, down the road, we're gonna pay. He's them. not flashy. You don't like him. Matt Forte wasn't flashy. Um, Curtis Martin wasn't flashy. These are guys that got the job done. Did it good.
0: I, I'll take that all day long. Yeah, but that's not this guy. He doesn't, have, he, he doesn't have the physical he's to tackle.
1: he's a strong leg drive. He, he's a one-cut runner.
0: He's a, he's a one-cut runner, not in the fact. I mean, there are a lot of ones. At Forte didn't have a burst. Sure. I, I mean, this guy's not This guy's not them, okay? He's not them. He lacks all the physical tools. He tries hard. That's what he does. He tries hard. He's not Except hard. the
1: real experts have a, a ranking of seven.
0: Where the yeah. fuck do you have a rank of 20? Because I'm better than them at this. <laughs> Michael P Ryan I promise you. Well, Michael P Ryan's going to be the shit. Let's move on. Um, I, I mean, look, I'm again, I'm doing that handicap research for tomorrow. Jamal Williams is right at the top of my handicap list. Maybe that's where Keyshawn Vaughn lands one day or, or not handicap handcuff list. Maybe he's at the top of a hand. <laughs> Good for him. Next up here, we're going to go small school again. Uh, this is a guy, uh, Benny LeMay, a senior coming out of the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. Now, I'll say this about the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. They got a football team six years ago, and they've already got a running back on the draft radar. That's, that's kind of exciting for them down there. Um, this guy made a lot of noise at the East-West Shrine game, one of two running backs, he and James Robinson, that really flashed in that game. Uh, he's 5'8", he's 221 pounds, and he is the bowling ball that he sounds like. 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns last year. He is he is short, but he is big. 221 at 5'8", is big. He is slow. He is a plotter. He is a short yardage goal line stud. I uh, scored twice at that East-West Shrine Bowl, both from within the 10-yard line. He is a very decisive and... Uh, quick player when a hole presents himself he does not waste time getting there that's what you want in a short yardage guy he is fantastic at the point of contact five eight means a low strike zone right and he can lower those pads and take out any tackler in front of him at the line of scrimmage when he needed to he, he can be elusive he's got a decent little side step if he needs it solid receiver coming out of the backfield so you know, inside that 10-yard line, some trick plays to the to the screen or swing. He can do those sorts of things. I think this guy has a role in the NFL as a short yardage back. Um, comps here, like Corey Clement is almost a perfect physical comp for him. Real slow, real small, but kind of big. But I think he's Mike Tolbert-esque. Yeah, he's lighter than Mike Tolbert. But when Mike Tolbert gets the ball, you get out of the way or you get run over. And that's the kind of way Benny LeMay plays. He's kind of fun. Last guy here, we're going back to the University of Louisiana, Lafayette. Remember them? No. Uh, no, Another big back, another short yardage back. This is Elijah Mitchell. We talked about Trey Ragus last week as the most, the the best all-around back in that school. Well, this was the short yardage guy. He ended up with 1,200 yards anyway on this season because they ran the ball on every single down there. 5'11", 221 pounds. He had 17 fucking touchdowns last year. He's the only guy that touched the ball when they got inside the 10, which means he scored a lot. Short yardage specialist. He plays a lot bigger than he is. He's 221 pounds, 5'11". He's tall, but he can get just about as low as Benny LeMay can't at the point of contact, and he will fucking run you over. Always falls forward kind of guy. Never loses yards. He has, obviously, that nose for the end zone. 17 touchdowns. That came on just 200 touches on the year. Can be a decent receiving weapon. The comp here, I, I I looked for other people's comp for this guy, and the, the name that kept coming up is that he plays like Chris Carson plays, which if he plays like Chris Carson, he plays fucking mean, he plays fucking aggressive, he plays bigger than he is, and he will run your ass over. That's not bad. Like, this guy's not going to be drafted, but if he can get himself onto a team, uh, he, he's got the fight in him to maybe is one Chris day. Carson drafted? If he was, it was very late, yeah.
1: I mean but that's the same like so that's the same sort of player. Yeah,
0: this, like this is a similar player to Chris Carson. Yeah. He a runner. Again, fun to watch. Very fucking physical. Both of these last two guys very physical. You're kind of running back there, Wiz. That's it for me. Let's hit some wide receivers. I think they're seventeen on our tier five list. I'm done. Hey, that's all my that's all my rookie running backs, guys. All there you go. my tier six?
1: Do I hear tier six? My month's no
0: research i'll i'll just I'll email you my tier six I have a tier six seven eight, nine, and ten I'll email them to you though Nobody wants to hear that shit
2: all right so for uh tier five, no particular order uh van Jefferson from Florida, six foot one inch two hundred pounds another six foot guy the season was kind of i guess you'd call it productive it was from Florida, so I mean they don't really. Throw The ball a whole lot, but he had 49 receptions, 657 yards, and six TDs. He's got some pretty solid hands. Um, and there was speed. He, he's this is not a great speed burner, doesn't have a lot of it.
0: And, uh, you know why they didn't throw the ball a lot in Florida? They ran it. Michael P. Ryan's a goddamn stud.
1: Huh. <laughs> Fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> Where's your shot? shot. Where's yours? Go ahead. Go ahead, Wolfpack. Sorry to interrupt. You're all right. I'll take a shot with you, though. Thank you, sir.
2: But he does get some separation, and his separation comes from his route running. He is a very good route runner. Um, he, protect, he projects to be a very helpful slot guy. Like, he's going to be probably your number three short yardage. Um, he did not do the combine, though. They uh, did a physical, and he had a fracture in the foot, had surgery out six to eight weeks. Um, another bad thing about him, in 2018, I know only was only 2000, or since 2018, sorry, he only had four catches over 20 yards against SEC competition. Mm. And He's playing against some of the best cornerbacks, and he only had four catches over 20 yards. It's not too great, but, I mean, if you're a slot guy, you're getting first downs pretty much. First downs. Well, he is, he's not a good run blocker. They said he is. He will get in the way, but it's more of he's in the way. He's not blocking. Um, the he's in the way. The comp sign was Adam Thielen, but <laughs> speed limits his ceiling. So
0: Adam Thielen speed limits his ceiling. He's not a he's not a fast guy.
2: No, according to this one, neither is Van either. But right. uh, and Adam Humphreys is the other
0: comp. I think Humphreys is probably a better comp there if if Jefferson does play in the slot. But I I like Humphreys. we got Humphreys on our dynasty roster. I think Humphreys sucks. Tell me how you really feel. Maybe we'll trade him. This next one, a lot of people like this next guy a lot.
2: Yeah, Uh, Brian Edwards from South Carolina. Physical specimen, 6'3", 212 pounds. Um, He did set school records in South Carolina for receptions. 234 yards, 3,045. And he was one short of tying the record in TDs. He had 22. Um, Last year, he only played 10 games. He was kind of banged up, had a little uh, hamstring, I believe is what it was. Um, 71 catches, 816 yards, only in 10 games. He did have productive four-year careers. I mean, if you're setting records at a school, it was pretty pretty
0: good. And look, let me, let me stop you for a second. This is, a school that the coaching staff knows how to put a, a – how to prepare a wide receiver for the NFL, Debo Samuel, comes out of South Carolina last season, right? And uh, Alshon Jeffrey.
2: He did –
0: it was a pretty mediocre
2: last season, but it, they also didn't have the best passing attack last year. Um, had no combine stats. He broke his foot training. So, they really do a pro day because it's coronavirus. Um, the top to him though was Alshon Jeffrey. He's got s- similar in body. So they matched him up next to each other I and mean, he went to the same school. So next guy I got, Courtney Davis.
0: You spelled that wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Courtney. Quart- no, no, that's how it was spelled. Oh, Jesus. Courtney
2: Davis. Texas m six foot one, two hundred and one pounds. Uh he ran a four-five forty. He's a big slot receiver with an eliciting mass. Four receptions, 616 yards, four TDs. Um, the thing about this guy, he is willing to go in the middle of the field, take the hit, make those tough catches. He was beating Alabama quarterbacks on contested catch chances.
1: That's impressive.
2: Yeah. It is. yeah. Uh, he battles through traffic. The only bad part about him, or one of the few bad parts, is uh, he has issues with drops. He's got the, the dropsies. What
0: drops. is Michael Gallup,
2: and everybody loves Michael Gallup right now. Right. And he, he's not very good when he's facing press coverage. Um, when he does make a catch, he doesn't – he has trouble finishing it through the ground. So, you know, once he, like, gets close to the ground, hits the ground, more than likely that ball's coming out or he drops it. Uh, he wasn't too productive as he played for Texas A&M. I mean – they haven't had a good quarterback since. Johnny Football. Johnny Football, exactly. The comp for him was Kevin Norwood. Both had limited production.
0: Kevin Norwood from Atlanta? Kevin Norwood, uh, I don't know if he went to Atlanta, but they said he was from, uh, played for Alabama. I mean, he played for the Atlanta Falcons for a little while as a 17th wide receiver. That's his comp. Okay.
2: Next guy I got is Colin Johnson from Texas. Six foot six, 222 pounds. So it kind of sounds like. Uh, yeah. That's Michael Pittman. The stats 38 receptions, 559 yards, three touchdowns. This season was short, had a bad hemi, hammy injury. Uh, but the prior season, he had 68 receptions, 985 yards, and seven TDs. So, I mean, he build a good chemistry with the quarterback it's just last year when you're in when you're injured you can't do much um, he uses his hands well on press coverage uh, routes are set to be one speed no top gear so I mean when he goes he goes he doesn't get past it um, but he does have below average speed because
1: he's six six
2: right that's so it's, exactly he's taking those longer strides but he doesn't have the speed as other wideouts do. Uh, the bad thing about him is he lets smaller cornerbacks take the ball away from him. The Ooh. comps. Yeah. So like when he goes up and gets it, they're up there with him and he loses the battle. He doesn't get 50, 50 balls.
1: He's cut for my team.
0: Yeah. At comps six, six, are, uh, you got to fucking win a jump ball at six, six. That's what you should. You should. The, I'm sure he'll win a few, but it's more—he
2: lost mo—he lost more than he won. He
0: needs to get needs to get stronger.
2: He does need to get stronger. The comp Auden Tate, and some have some comps of him of Kenny Galladay, but I'll, I'm not seeing
0: that one. Yeah, I don't hate Auden Tate. We have him on our fantasy dynasty roster. Come on, baby, Joe Burroughs.
2: Next guy I got, he was – he did everything for this team. Lynn Bowden from Kentucky. Bowden. 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 Quarterback, wide receiver, running he back. Five foot, 11 inches, 204 pounds. Played QB for the final eight games, wide receiver for the first five, and he was a kick returner. Uh, When he played quarterback the last eight games, they ended up going to a bowl game. So they're stating he does it all for him. Um, He finished top five nationally on all-purpose yards. So that's pretty good stat, but it's kind of hard to tell where he's going to be put. I think he wants to be a receiver, though. Uh, His QB stats, 185 times for rushing, rushing for 1,400 yards, 13 TDs. His receiver stats for this year, 30 receptions, 348 yards, one TD. And those stats were also leading the team. As A sophomore, 67 receptions, 745 yards, five TDs. Uh, He had four punt returns for 53 yards, nine kickoffs for 220 yards this past year. He does run with excellent vision. So, again, being a running back, quarterback, slot guy, uh, they say he does have some vertical value in the slot. His versatility is a bit limited. I mean, they say you're gonna go slot, you're gonna go quarterback, or we're just not gonna draft you because they don't know where to put him. Um, let me see. One of the things he needs to prove is he needs to prove that he's not just a glorified running back. That, I mean, you've got fourteen hundred yards for 185 times, that kind of feels running back
1: disk. Do what do you got? Do I? Do I? Can, can you see comps for me here?
2: Yeah, comps. The everybody's got him as Randall Cobb. I see him as a smaller
0: Tim Tebow.
1: Better he better not be Tim Depot, or he's not
0: playing. Yeah, he's not going to play quarterback in the end. No, you know you know who I comp this guy to. I comp this guy to another college quarterback that moved a slot receiver and succeeded not because he's fast or terribly quick, but because he's smart and scrappy as shit. That's Julian Joel. Edelman. Yeah. That was another comp
2: I saw, but I saw more Randall Cobb and I saw more Tim Tebow just from his running style and how he runs it more than anything.
0: All right. He's an interesting guy because because he's done so so much. He's been all over the field. Obviously he's electric. People want to get him the ball. He's a very interesting guy to watch for sure. Right. I'm excited. We'll you know, if he goes to one of these these coaches that, that can get creative with an offense, maybe maybe Lynn Bowden's worth looking at.
2: Could he go to the Patriots for Edelman replacement?
0: Maybe, maybe they
2: need help. Yeah, last guy I got Antonio Gandy Golden from Liberty. A-G-G
1: I partner. love the name Gandy A-G-G. Golden. Ooh, A-G-G. sounds like a stripper.
2: A G G. Six foot four inches, two hundred twenty-three pounds. He did get invited to the combine. Um, I want to say he wasn't too good. A- <laughs> Slowest time for wide receivers at 4.6. Second second slowest three cone at 7.33. That sucks as a receiver. He does have three consecutive thousand yards. He is a very smart route runner. Last year, 79 receptions for 1,396 yards, ranked top five nationally in that area. 10 TDs. He does have long, sturdy limbs. And he's a authoritarian on jump balls. He goes and gets it. Uh, what else is pretty neat huh. about this guy is he is willing to drop the pads to finish that run.
0: Get him
2: yard. Um, he's got good hands, but they've noticed that there is times he does lose lose focus and he'll start dropping passes.
1: Um, That's common with any wide receiver, right? Especially right, I would receiver. say
2: it's pretty well,
0: common, especially a small school receiver.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, they're stating he can start as a fourth wide receiver, but has the starter upside. Um, another thing around the theme, lack of burst on breaks. Kind of slow getting out of those breaks, but he's also six foot four. Smaller school.
0: Yeah. I feel like he's Just longer and
2: it's going to take him a little bit to get out of that.
0: Do you think, do you think he's got the coronavirus? I asked because Liberty University never canceled their classes. No, they just make kids keep coming to school. Yeah, they're that's it's, it's a good wholesome university. God, God will save them. Exactly. He's
2: also probably prepping for the NFL. So I mean, I'm, I doubt he's in classes. Yeah, he ain't at school. Fuck school. The comp for him is Brandon Coleman and Devontae Parker. Was not a fan of the the, the Devonte Parker comp, but I saw it two and three times
0: and. Had to put it in there. Had to put it in. Candy Golden is another one of these guys that there's a handful of experts out there that fucking love him. I've seen him in – in I think – I don't know what his ECR is, but his high – in you know, it shows you the best and the worst rank. I think the best rank for AGG was, like, wide receiver eight in the ECR. So, there are experts out there that think he's a top ten wide. I don't see I it. Say, I don't know. I, I saw uh, one of those, and he was, uh, I think, like 18. Yeah, people fucking love this kid. And he golden. It's not for me.
1: What the fuck are you doing? Sell that asshole already.
0: Sell high. Who in Dynasty? You should have heard. It took my wife, the Cave of Excellence, took her 35 takes on this because she wanted to say... She wanted to say asshole as though you were trying to literally sell your asshole on the market for sex. She kept saying, sell your asshole already. Sell your asshole. Sell that asshole. You <laughs> couldn't fucking say it right. I don't know how actually that...
1: That might have
0: been better. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Sell that asshole already. I'm like, that's not how you say the word asshole, Cave. Come on. Fucking get it right. <laughs> Asshole. Not asshole, but... She had it in her mind.
1: Sure you're you
0: know that. She had it in her mind. She's been stuck in this house with me too goddamn long. She's looking for extra revenue streams. Can you blame her? Yes, I can. She, she, <laughs> she promised me sex tonight. That's exciting. Ooh. I asked for well, a show. I asked for a mid job, midday blowjob, and she said, "No, I'll just fuck you tonight instead." Pretty good. Maybe we'll see. Let's talk dynasty sell highs. Last week we did buy lows, guys, that before the draft you should try to buy now for whatever reason. Now we're going to give you a list of guys that we think you should try to sell before the NFL draft. Maybe their replacement is going to be draft or competition on that team is going to be drafted in the NFL draft and you got to sell them now Who fucking knows why you might want to sell this guy now, but we've got a big-ass list for you. We'll talk in depth about a handful of them, see what kind of deals you can make. Remember this, okay, as we give you these names. Not everybody on this list is of equal value, but there is nobody in the NFL that is not worth something in trade. Make sure you're trading responsibly. Uh, finding value, there is nobody that's not worth something in trade. All right, so um, let's kick this off with the Wolf pat. Now, let's kick it off with Big Wiz. He hasn't said much on the show in the past two hours. Why don't you tell us who you like as sell highs?
1: We're going to start with my number, my, the very first guy on my list, and that is Tom Brady, TV12, as a guy to sell high on. The simple fact of the matter is, folks, he's gone to Tampa Bay. He's getting out of the shadow of Bill Belichick, the best quarterback ever, arguably, you can make that argument. And he's getting to play with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. Godwin and Evans were the only wide receiver tandem last year to finish in the top 12. Um, So simply put, you couldn't ask for a quarterback to go to a new team and to go to to a better environment. Bruce Arians is going to throw the ball. That's the only thing he fucking does. Tom Brady can still throw the ball. He still has an arm. He still has arm strength. In Bruce Arians' first year, famous Jameis Winston, thirty-three TDs and thirty INTs. Okay, you're gonna see you're gonna see a pretty interesting trend here. But in 2014, with Carson Palmer in Arizona, 24 TDs and 22 INTs. 2013. He is in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck, 23 TDs, 18 INTs. Big Ben, 2007 in Pittsburgh, 32 TDs, 11 INTs. Tim Couch, all the way back in Cleveland, 17 TDs, 21 INTs. Peyton Manning, 26 TDs, and 28 INTs. Most of the leagues that we play in, folks, don't penalize that much for for interceptions. So that that, that ladder number doesn't really matter that much. But you're going to play with one of the best coaches who's going to throw the ball. They don't have a legitimate running game. And they've got two fabulous fucking wide receivers. Tom Brady is going to excel. We know he's a fucking – an exceptional penis. He he cares more about his fucking name than anything. He's looking for numbers. And he, where else could he go that's going to give him big numbers? It is down in Tampa Bay. You can get a lot for someone who's going to be emotionally attached to Tom Brady here. There's no reason why I don't see him get – you can get a second tier wide receiver and a pick
0: for this. You got to – you gotta find the right guy, the guy who is emotionally attached. But you're not terribly wrong. I, so, in the break, while we weren't recording, uh, Wiz and I were kicking, we're, we're making a bunch of offers, trying to sell Tom Brady. Just like he said, I will tell you that both of the Mike Williams trades have already been re- declined. Um, but we've got like Hunter Renfro and a 210 on here for, for Brady. That's the kind of sell high we're thinking right now, right? You can get yourself – like Wiz said, we're looking at picks and wide receivers somewhere in the mid-range. We'll see if any of them pan out. But, uh, but,
1: but you, 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 like you said, you have to find a guy who's emotionally attached to Tom Brady who thinks he's going to be better. Now, Tom Brady isn't – Tom Brady can flirt with top 10. He's not going to be top five, but he's going to flirt with 10 again. And if you find the right guy who still loves
0: Tom Brady, you can make that trade happen. You can get something off him. All right, let me give you a handful. I've got a huge list. I'm not going to dive deep on many of these guys. But I'm going to give you a handful of of my sell-high candidates. Wolfpack can hit you with some of his after that. Let's jump out of the gates here. I think Ronald Jones is a – when I say sell-high for Ronald Jones, here's what I mean. I think, like I did last year, Tampa Bay is drafting a running back which means Ronald Jones' value goes absolutely kaput, like it's going to fall off the face of the earth. If you can move Ronald Jones before the draft as a quote-unquote potential, or he's right now the starter on the team. If you can move him for starter low-end starter value, you're going to get something out of a guy that's not worth a shit in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. I also think Hunter Renfro is a nice – sell high for the exact same reason I think Las Vegas will be drafting a wide receiver in the draft this year Renfro, Renfro made a name for himself on this team last year if they don't take somebody Renfro has to be the favorite target him and Waller anyway coming into the season but they're going to draft somebody which lowers his stock if you can find somebody high on how Renfro ended his season last year do that I think Todd Gurley's a nice sell high here that trade to Atlanta after they get rid of Devonta Freeman, that's a big offense. Um, you can find somebody who thinks Todd Gurley is going to be a stud, but Atlanta Falcons uh, front office and coaching staff has already said, hey, we don't want to ride Todd Gurley alone. He's going to be part of some sort of a committee. I think he's going to disappoint for people that are expecting big um, carry the backfield kind of numbers out of Todd Gurley. Sell him on his name now. The last one I'll give here is his likely replacement in Los Angeles. That's Daryl Henderson. Between Daryl Henderson and and Malcolm Brown, this is going to be a fight for who's going to get the ball. Again, the coaching staff said they want to split those carries. But the ADP says that Daryl Henderson is who the fantasy world thinks is taking this down. If you can sell Daryl Henderson as a quote-unquote starting back for the Rams before he gets a chance to lose that spot or the Rams coaching staff has a chance to prove that they're going to split the carries. Do it now. Get what you can for them. Wolfpack, hit me with a couple of names.
2: All right. The one I've got is Marlon Mack. Um,
0: he runs behind a great
2: offensive line. They just signed a fullback. So, I mean, they're going to run the ball even more now. Nice. Uh, the fullback was Nick from the Steelers, and they always use the fullback in their running game. So, I mean, that's just going to help Marlon Mack even more. Um, last year he carried for a career year, 247,088. No, sorry, 1,091 yards and eight TDs for 4.4 average. Year before that he kind of still split time, 195 carries, 908 yards, nine TDs. They got him ranked as the 18th running back, projected top 15. I feel like, I mean, Colts are still gonna run the ball. They've got that offensive line. Quinton Nelson says, "Run the ball behind me." so I mean. Why not get the most value out of him?
0: I like it. Wiz, give me another. I'm not sure I like the Marlon Mack there. I mean, uh,
1: Marlon Mack had a pretty down year. I'm not sure you can – He was hurt. He
2: He he missed two games because he was hurt, but he still got over a 1,000 yards. Still averaged four and a half.
0: To Wiz's point there, I think – But he's like uh, running back 20, 15? I think the perception of Marlon Mack is probably not where you'd like it to beat the sell. I don't think Wiz is wrong here. He had a great year. He performed fantastically when he came back from injury for sure, but I don't think the perception is there. Again, if you find a Colts fan and I know Wolfpack, you are a Colts fan. If you can find a Colts fan in your league, that might be a sell high opportunity, but I don't know that you're going to get a, get what you want out of Marlon Mack for most people. I agree with Wiz on that point. It's the perception. It's not about what he actually did. It's the perception. Yeah, I
1: actually like Marlon McIntyre's fantastic but you're not getting enough for him to make this trade worthwhile.
0: All right. Wiz, we'll hit us with another. Or- All right, I'm going to give you
1: the biggest name you can possibly fucking trade, and that is fucking Michael Thomas. There okay. is not a more clear-cut player, and you could argue that Christian McCaffrey also fits his bill. At, the, at their position, they are clearly number one, and everyone else is a tier behind these guys. That's how good Michael Thomas is. He's been fantastic. He had 149 receptions last year. Um, he's fucking fabulous. There's nothing, there's, not, there's nothing that you cannot say that you cannot like this guy. He was great. His catch rate was fantastic. His catching percentage was great. Here's, here's some interesting facts I want to bring to you guys' attention, though. In 1994, 1995, with Chris Carter, he had 122 receptions back to back years. In the seven seasons following that, he only maxed out at 96. Marvin Harrison set the record at the most receptions in 2002 at 143. In his next following six seasons before he retires, he never goes above 94. 17 years later, Michael Thomas breaks that record with 149. He had 185 targets last year, folks. Prior to that, he had 140 – I think he had 149, I think I said – so he basically has 40 more targets this year. I don't see that happening. Drew Brees is 41 fucking years old. If they win out, Drew Brees is not coming back. And they bring in Emmanuel Sanders and they have Trick on Smith. I guess my point is this. I don't see how he's going to replicate what he did last year. It's not going to happen. Can't do better. Seasons He's never actually had more than double. He's never had double-digit touchdowns. This is, the, this is the whole Julio Jones argument. Julio Jones doesn't get enough touchdowns, yet either does Michael Thomas. And this year, he, but in 2019, he goes off. You could get a lot, a lot for Michael Thomas. I'm talking about like number one pick this year, a very high pick next year, and a legitimate player right now. If you are looking to really rebuild your team in dynasty, you could move Michael Thomas, which is what we saw in
0: our dynasty league last year, in get value out of him. All the value. Oh. You're right. I will take that one step further. Drew Brees has already said this is going to be his last season in the NFL. Uh, you're not going to get anything out of Michael Thomas next year, regardless of how well he does, even if he comes close to matching the historic season he had last year. You're not wrong. That is a great sell high. Now, people who have Michael Thomas love Michael Thomas. It's going to be hard to pull the trigger, but you can find, you can find a trade that makes sense. Do it.
1: That's the only problem, is that if you have
0: Thomas, it is going to be hard to move the number one wide receiver. You say it all the time, man. Get fucking emotions out of the game and make the move that makes sense for your team moving forward. All right, let me hit you with a couple more. Yes, Michael Thomas is right at the tip top of the list of best fantasy players in the world. My next guy is right there with him, Christian McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey is a sell high. Now, um, look... McCaffrey's not – eventually McCaffrey's not going to be McCaffrey anymore. That's going to happen at some point. We have an entirely new offense coming to town who, yes, the coaching staff has already said we like McCaffrey as the centerpiece, but we don't know what that's actually going to look like. Last year, Christian McCaffrey scored 100 fantasy points more than the next best running back. I mean, that is not a repeatable performance. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. Just like Michael Thomas, you can get two 101s, and a fucking top 12 running back in replacement, top 12 receiver in replacement for Christian McCaffrey right now, easy. That might be something worth doing on your team. I don't necessarily think he's going to fall off next year, but he's not going to be 100 points better than the next best, okay? That's not going to happen. You can get that kind of value out of him. Do it. Another guy that I think is a sell high is Chris Godwin. Now, don't get me wrong. I think with Tom Brady in town, Chris Godwin stands the best chance to improve but he had a great season last year and the really nice thing is i'm not the only one in the world that thinks tom brady coming to town improves Godwin's stock that is a prevailing theory when everybody thinks the best quarterback in the world coming to town will make this wide receiver better than anybody else on the team that means his value is as high as it ever will be ever consider moving godwin how about alvin Kamara? this guy was hurt last year Missed some time. When he did come back, he took the big bulk of the work on the team. But he showed a penchant for getting injured, staying injured, and coming back too soon last season. I think the, uh, um, if you're looking at ADP, Camaro's going really high again going into this season. If you can get some good value there, do it. And, of course, the big is name – is similar to Mac, though. Are you selling low? on Camara well for whatever reason this offseason Camara's stock is shooting up it's going through the roof I think he's 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 back up to running back four three or four in the ADP right now um because when he came again when he came back Latavius Murray had big numbers when he was gone but when Camara came back Murray was benched basically and I think that uh is helping Camara's stock but it's flying through the roof. The last name I'm gonna name here before before we let Wolfpack jump in again is Derrick Henry is the running back – it's the sell high in the world, right? Derrick Henry can't continue to do what he did. Every piece of the Titans offense is going to regress next season. It was an outlier season. Believe me, it was an outlier fucking season. Derrick Henry's not going to repeat. I don't know about that. You say that, but like – the, AFC, the AFC's gotten weaker this year. They haven't gotten stronger. Sell Derrick Henry. My concern is this about selling Derrick Henry. So, Bullfrog and I did a dynasty startup. Uh, three weeks ago or so and we took Derrick Henry I think we were the 111 something we took Derrick Henry at the 111 and uh, our rookie draft coming up like everybody else's uh, and we immediately started uh, shopping Derrick Henry around and nobody wanted a piece of him people were telling us that they thought it was the worst pick in the first round at the 111 taking Derrick Henry I mean with his numbers last season we felt great about it but the perception seems to be pretty prevalent that he's going to fall off. So again, you've got to find the right person to make this trade, but the, the chances are probably in reality, you're going to lose value making this trade right now. Uh, if, I don't know if I would make that trade for that reason. I wouldn't sell a guy if you can't get equal value. Though. Yeah. I think the value's falling here where it, it, disappointingly. So like it, there's no reason for it to be falling but it seems to be falling right now. But uh, if I, if we can move Henry, we're moving Henry because we agree that he's going to fall off. Wolf Give us a couple.
2: All right. Next guy I got Julio Jones. You had mentioned that earlier was about Julio Jones. Um, Thing is about him. He produces year in year out. Uh, He is Matt Ryan's clear cut. Number one Um, ranked number four by CBS. Um, Last year's kind of a down year had like, 99 nine receptions, 1,300 yards, and like you said, Wes, only six TDs. He does not get double-digit TDs. Does he get more targets now that Hooper's gone? But he's also 30, 31 years old, so, I mean, you can move him, move him, because he's going to start declining. At some point, he has to
1: start declining. Yeah, Julio so, Jones is
0: is riding that, that that cliff, and it's just a matter of time before he falls off. And so the issue for me is that like the Falcons didn't do much in free agency to address that offensive line. Do they do it in the draft? I don't know. I don't know that there's a ton of talent on the offensive line coming up this year, but that line scares me. All right. Am I going to do a couple more and then you'll go again. Wolfpack, what are you doing?
2: Yeah. I've got two more. So it depends on what you want to do next.
0: I'll do a couple more. Raheem Mostert is my next sell high. You're not going to get a ton of value for Mostert, but we talked about it earlier. There's five fucking running backs on this team that have all started on this team. The chance that Mostert actually gets an opportunity to be the starter on the team, I think, is minimal. I think he still comes into the season at best as the three. You want to bet that? So I'm con. Yeah. Uh, you want to
1: bet that he doesn't finish, he doesn't go into the season as higher than the third
0: string running back? I think he'll be on the official team depth chart as three starting the season. Now you're not going to get insane value for a Raheem Mostert, but if if there's people like Wiz out here who think he's the best running back on the team and should be the starter, if you can find that guy, trade him. Deshaun Watson's another guy. Deshaun, look, Bill O'Brien, the GM here, hurt Deshaun Watson badly over the course of this off season. The moves he made did not help this kid. He finished, what? where did he finish? Three, four last season. Over the past couple of years, every time he's been in the on the field, he's been finishing really high in fantasy purposes. Pretty good chance, based on the personnel around him, that he tails off, maybe even volume-wise tails off passes. They spent a lot of money on David Johnson. Does David Johnson get a lot of carries? First, he has to pass the physical to be on the team, which he hasn't done yet. The trade's not official because he can't pass the physical. But I think Watson's somebody you look at, You look at trading to see if you can get some value out of him. Kenyon Drake is another guy. Uh, Speaking of the other side of that trade, right now Kenyon Drake is the starting running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Did they franchise tag him or did they give him a contract? I can't remember. Franchise tag. So presumably the starter, but it's not going to shock me if the Cardinals take a running back in the second or third round of this draft. Somebody that might compete with Kenyon Drake because Although we think Kenyon Drake did a really fantastic job in Arizona. He had two great games and three mediocre games. In fact, I read today that as a starter last season on the field, Kenyon Drake was 0-11. No team won with Kenyon Drake starting as the running back on the team last season. (laughs) But But there is a perception that he's a starter on an offense that looks to be on the rise. See if you can trade him. Oh, well, you say it seems to be on the rise. I mean, it absolutely is in the rise. They got DeAndre Hopkins. They can't be worse, right? Yes, unless they draft somebody to compete with him. We don't know that now. I think that it's, it's not out of the realm of likelihood that they draft somebody. So sell them now while you can't. Last one I'll say before I pass it back is Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper had a huge season when he was in there last year. Wiz, you loved Austin Hooper last season. Austin Hooper last three seasons has been really good underrated until last year. Now he goes to Cleveland, too many miles to feed. Baker Mayfield does not like the tight end sell Austin Hooper on what he did when he was on the field last year. Now, because you're going to be really goddamn disappointed,
1: which, which turned went to
0: the Packers. Who did, who did go to the Packers? Did they sign the tight end? They not? I think anybody went there. Jay Sternberger went there last last draft season.
1: I mean, I thought I thought I thought they went to I thought they had, but I, I think you're percent correct. Going to Cleveland, I'm not sure how it actually helps Austin Hooper's stats. That's the problem here.
0: Does not absolutely. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure you can get value out of him though. I'm going to see uh, – well, you. I think you can get more value out of him than he's worth on your roster. I think he's going to be an, an, end up being a streamable tight end at best right now, and you can probably get yourself a wide receiver two, late end two for Austin Hooper right now straight up. I think I think you can get a second – mid-second round rookie pick for Austin Hooper right now. Yeah,
1: I w- – I think you're right on this. I, I would take either of those for Austin Hooper at this point. For sure.
0: Yes. That's little... your point, though. Is I think yeah, you're right. Is Hooper doesn't to me doesn't have a lot of value where he's at. Not a ton. He's got more value in trade than he does on your roster. Which which is the point. Hit us with a couple. Hit us with your last two Wolf, back, and then I'll finish that out. All
2: right. So what I've got is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. If you love, if you got someone that just loves the trade to Arizona. Uh, that is a big Hopkins fan, you know. Why not wa- ride that ship and you know go ahead and get you
0: some draft picks and another wide receiver? I mean, you better get a lot for Hopkins because I don't think right. the value goes down here.
1: No, yeah, I no. agree. Here's the problem: is this is one of the this is one of your your you make the statement, but Hopkins has no chance but to go up. I'm buying into Hopkins because Hopkins had a pretty much down year last year. I would hope you find the guy that wants to get rid of him because of the down year. But now the fact that he's going to a better team is gonna be hard to get
0: hard to get him. Well his down year was like what was he the wide receiver six, seven? Yes.
2: I had 116 receptions last year and it was down. Yeah.
1: But it, I think it,
0: it felt it, it, a lot it, it and didn't catch it. It did feel like a down year. That's true. Right. I mean, I I don't
2: buy it in, or I'm not into Kyler Murray. Okay. For some reason, I just don't buy him
1: right now. Is it because he's colored? No, <laughs> who says colored? You fucking racist! <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I just, uh,
2: I just don't like Kyler Murray. I, I, I really think it's just because of like how short he is. Um, he wasn't a bad quarterback, but I don't know. I, I feel like if you can go ahead and, like you said, get a bunch back for DeAndre Hopkins, and you're trying to rebuild, why not do it?
0: Now, I mean, you can get a bunch back for him. And if you are rebuilding, not a terrible idea. Because right. he, he by himself ain't going to win you a team. No. He, all right, who's your last who's your Last, last
2: guy I got, I would sell on Carson Wentz. Last year, he had uh, – pretty much he was the team last year. I mean, he had a lot of drops. No receivers. This year, they're going to draft plenty of receivers, I feel like. Everybody's dropping balls. They can't – they're all injured he did take him to the playoffs. I, I just feel like he's still an average quarterback and people may see, you know, oh he's taking him to the playoffs. You know, as long as he stays healthy, why not put him as your starting quarterback? Well, I mean, if you can trade him for you know, good pros- a prospect back, another
0: quarterback, maybe a rookie quarterback, why not? Now, so uh, there's not a great perception of Carson Wentz as a stud right now. However, I will say this. I think I think you can get more in trade for Carson Wentz than Tom Brady right now. I don't get the same, to be honest with you. I think you can get more. Carson Wentz is good enough. Tom Brady is good enough, fantasy-wise. But Carson Wentz is 20, 25 years old, 26 years old. Right. Almost 20 years
2: younger than Tom? Yeah, well, it's probably no my 20, team. Was 20 younger. I mean, if you think about it, he's almost 20 years younger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference there, though, is, in my mind, is that Tom Brady is, is is a proven quarterback. Carson Wentz really hasn't done it. He's tore his ACL, and he's fallen off kind of the wayside.
0: Yeah, I just think you can get more for him. But uh, let me hit you with a, my last few. Zacherts, right at the top of my list. Dallas Goddard is nipping at his heels. Probably time to sell on this guy. He's aging a little bit. I think Austin Eckler is a nice – sell high option obviously austin eckler big offseason news gets the starting role on the chargers well guess what guys philip rivers is gone tyrod taylor right now is a starting quarterback maybe justin herbert uh in a in, in a week but that offense is likely to fall off austin eckler's value will never be higher than it is right now after a good season last year getting the starting nod His ADP is fucking ridiculous right now. I think he's going as a running back seven right now. So, fucking sell his ass. He's not going to finish there. Mike Evans, another guy. Tom Brady going to that team means Mike Evans is going to fall off. Brady is not the deep ball guy anymore. It's Chris Godwin's time. So, if you can sell Mike Evans on the name, do it. Julian Edelman, sell him on the name. Jarrett Stidham is his quarterback. That's not not exactly awe-inducing do that. Keenan Allen, same team, Chargers. Get rid of them if you can. I think those teams will struggle this season um, so you can find some value. Is any, you guys want to add anything to any of those guys?
1: Um, I'm not sure you can get value out of Edelman with Brady going out the door. My um,
0: issue is not that you can get crazy high value but take what you can get for him because he's going to get, he's going to be next to worthless next season between his injuries that he has every year now and a Jarrett Stidham throwing the ball to him. I don't think he's going to be worth a lot at all. Yeah. But Stidham is only going to throw it to either Edelman
2: or Harry.
0: Okay. But we saw what happened with Nelson Aguilar at the beginning of last season. He had 13 catches for 25 yards. That's the kind of shit you're going to see if, if Edelman gets a ton of volume, it's going to be that kind of volume.
1: And going to Keenan Allen, I think Keenan Allen's interesting for a couple of reasons. One is we did move Keenan Allen last year and Keenan Allen continues to be that very uh, nebulous player where where he shows up for for six weeks and disappears for six weeks, then shows back up for two weeks, disappears again. Um, But his numbers always put him in the top 15. I think you could get value out of him. I'm just trying to wonder if you get – you have to make sure you get equal value back with Keenan Allen. Because Keenan Allen, he still produces at a high value per game point. Here's,
0: here's – okay, so this is what I think about Keenan Allen. Keenan okay. Allen and Amari Cooper are the same player. <laughs> Asian, they have crazy high weeks, but the majority of the weeks are eh, at best. The difference between these two guys is that everybody loves Amari Cooper and everybody hates on Keenan Allen. So Amari Cooper probably should be on this list ahead of Keenan Allen because you're going to get better trade value out of him. But they produce the same – they're the same fucking production kind of guy. You're going to have a better quarterback in Dallas, though. It doesn't matter. He can't fucking – he can't perform for more than four games a year anyway. But you're right. You're right. There's a better quarterback there. Although he's throwing fucking quarantine parties, so maybe he'll die too. I don't
1: know. Zeke's a bad influence.
0: Was it Zeke influencing Dak or Dak influencing Zeke? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'd probably go with Zeke
0: influencing. He seems that type of player. Ohio State, man. Those guys are a bunch of goddamn cocksure sons of bitches, aren't they? Armpit, arm,
1: armpit state of the world, man.
0: I think New Jersey's the armpit of America, technically, but. Ohio's the heartland of America, right? No. It's really close to that armpit. All right. Hey, are we done? I think so. It's so early. Should we take a shot to commemorate the earliest finish we've ever had? I I feel like we
1: should. I mean, we kind of got through this thing on record time. I'm so proud of you guys.
0: Even though I put 45 guys on my sell-high list.
1: We've only gone through 35 running backs with you. Yeah. Think, Wolfpack's on what? 40 I mean, wide receivers.
0: Yeah, I think Wolfpack has surpassed me with this list. Would you have 17
2: guys on this list? I even had uh, players that were on honorable mention that I didn't talk about.
0: Oh, who are they? Or, tell me the names, and if any of them are worthwhile, you can talk about them and I'll splice them in. Devin Duvenay from Texas. Duvernay's okay, but okay, keep going. James Proch, Proch i C A. Lot of, I've heard a lot of good things about him. Yeah. You're about to say Isaiah. Juwan Jennings, aren't you? Do I now? You're going to say Juwan Jennings?
2: No. No. Isaiah Coulter from Rhode
0: Island. I've heard of Coulter. K.J. Yeah. Hill. K.J. Hill. I did a whole fucking profile on K.J. Hill out of Ohio State. He's worthless.
2: And John Hightower from Boise State.
0: No. If you had said Juwan Jennings, Wiz would have said, please talk about him. I wouldn't. I'd be excited about it. He loves that Juwan Jennings, man.
2: The other where's guy that, that I saw that uh, that actually might be going was, uh, I think he's like Tariq Black, like for the late seventh round or not drafted from uh,
0: Michigan. Wolpec, where's your shot? Hey, Wiz, did the doctor sell you on Donovan Peoples-Jones? Are we drafting him? No,
1: but he made me consider him is what he did.
0: I mean, <laughs> athletic freak. I'd, yeah, that's what he told me how He's an athletic freak that was underutilized. I would much rather have Michael Pittman than Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'd be fine. With yeah, that's fine. Watch uh, him in Indy. Who? Indianapolis. He might go there. Donovan Peoples-Jones? They're drafting somebody, right?
2: They're going to draft – I'd say they draft someone either with the 34th or the 44th pick second round.
0: Do they have a 34th and a 44th? That's kind of nice.
2: Yeah, because they traded their 13th to 49ers for Buckner.
0: Oh, that's right. What are you What are you drinking there, Wizard? Bird dog. That's so good. God damn it, I'm jealous. You want to bring that bottle over for the draft, and I'll bring some wipes and gloves and take it from you? No. Okay. Are we doing food
2: for the draft, by the way?
0: You can't fucking share. You could bring your own food. You can't share food. We're not going in. You're not, you can't leave your fucking square.
1: <laughs> yes. Throw me your food out of your square.
0: Bring a chair. Bring a cooler. Stay in your fucking square. It'll be a rectangle.
1: I'm going to be throwing things out of my square. That's all I can promise. You
0: can. I'll wear oh, gloves. My truck up I'll have my fucking tennis racket to knock your sh- If you get me sick, you son of a bitch. So I go upstairs sometimes and I jerk off these days while my whole family's downstairs. And I come downstairs, but on the way downstairs, every single time I think to myself, is she going to smell it on me? I think, <laughs> I think I smell different after I come. You guys noticed that? No, but did you ask her if you could? Not yet. So you're trying, you, you go upstairs and try to hide it. Yes. <laughs> I try to fucking hide it. Would I just lay it out there? Hey, family, I'm jerking off. Don't bother knocking. The door's locked. <laughs>
1: thank you for listening to another episode of your football fantasy now pull up your pants subscribe and review us on apple podcasts you can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com